Kids get acquainted with the Internet at Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Keith. Today we're talking about season three, episode ten of Girl Meets World, entitled Girl Meets I Do. Or do they? Nah. So before we get into things, I want to mention that we have a big uh, honking feminist video over on YouTube. Wow, you couldn't have said that. Any- you, pro- you probably could have said that more awkwardly, actually. We have a big, uh, almost hour-long video podcast talking about is Girl Meets World a feminist show over on our YouTube channel. Uh, so check us out there. You can also you can link to our YouTube channel over on our website, gmwpodcast.com. And so now let's get into I Do. Keith, how uh, would you grade this experience? I feel like... A woman? Over the last couple what? episodes, yeah. I've been a little bit hesitant to grade. Yeah, me too. And I feel like this one is no exception. Nope. And I'm very hesitant to grade, because although there was a lot of parts that I liked of this episode, I think the sets were used very well, there was some great lighting, and there, there was some nice color palettes used in this episode. Ben's direction was really solid. Uh, there was a hangouty kind of feel in the sleepover scenes that I mm-hmm. really liked. And overall, there were some great moments. The problem is, in context, the entire middle of the story was missing. And I'm not even talking about that in this episode. I mean, the arc, We, I mean... We, we were missing the arc of the arc. <laughs> the arc of the arc. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we had, like, the inklings of, like, what was going to happen from the beginning, and we have the end, which might have been a lot more poignant if it was built up in any way. Yeah. So I'm, I really just, I'm going to have to defer. I, I, I don't know mm-hmm. that I, I can give a value to this episode because there's so much that I liked, but yeah. they, and I was speaking, we were speaking about this earlier, about how they kind of ruined the good stuff. By showing that they can't get there and earn it. Yeah, it, so it's one of those things where I really, uh, on an island, I think this episode is very solid. I think I would probably give it like in the B range because I still think that there are issues with Maya kind of getting over her issues from the beginning really quickly and easily. Mm. And, and, you know, and I still think there are some like iffy points here and there. But overall, on an island, I think this episode is, is pretty solid. And what would you a, name that island? I'd name it uh, Shady Haunter. Nice. And <laughs> still a good ship name. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that it it, it... it just kind of pained me. This was a hard episode for me because I can't see it just in an island. Mm-hmm. And in context, I think that, yeah, it's a good ending for something that had no middle. And everybody's talking about, well, the show isn't about Sean and Katie... But that doesn't really matter because this is, like, Maya's biggest arc ever. So, like, it's all intrinsically connected with Maya. And I don't think that they that they earned it for Maya either. Yeah, this should have been way more important than the triangle. Yeah. This is the arc. This is the season one arc that was built up from since Father. And I mean, now it's... Yeah, especially because in this one episode, without cause, yeah. she suddenly goes from being totally happy about Sean being in her life to being weary of what the marriage is going to do, which is okay if they 
made it about that mm. and got there, and then suddenly, without nothing, without anything causing anything else to happen, well, with, again, with a very ridiculous, over-the-top gesture of him saying, we're doing it right now. Then she got over it yeah. and became positive again, and even beyond positive how she was before. Yeah. So the problem is, those are both interesting ideas, but I think that as far as in-episode problems, those are the biggest no-nos, because... Mm. The other parts where there was no middle to the story happened outside of this episode. Yeah. But inside of this episode, the biggest issue with there being no middle to the story was was that switch back yeah. and forth. Yeah. And I feel like I'm taking that a lot harder than you guys. During the viewing of the episode, I feel like I was... It was so hard to get into anything that... Or buy anything that anyone was saying, especially Sean. Buy mm. anything he was saying because there was nothing shown before yeah, it. because i like it starts with him and katie like trying to act all lovey-dovey and nothing seems natural and it's just yucky i mean i'll say i and... felt that way until they did the the finger trap thing mm. because if that i mean it was unnatural at it the was, beginning it was still unnatural at that point i don't it really agree they didn't seem like a cute, I actually, jokey couple. I, I i actually think that their acting sold it for me i just think that the problem is that if you say the words, I love her, 35 times in the episode, it doesn't make me believe it. Show, don't tell. Well, it's you just know. a word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's just a problem. And I think the, their acting was fine. In fact, the acting was pretty good in this episode. Yeah. But even even the acting, there's no story behind the acting. Mm-hmm. And Sean's already a character I know. Katie, we kind of know. I don't know them together. Yeah. And so to instantly push into my face, they're this lovey-dovey couple when yeah, we've barely seen them together. Well, they're making it seem like this is something 20 years in the making. Yeah. With Sean's vow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I well, don't know. Let's talk about I, that. Well, I haven't rated. Okay, 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 none of us have really have, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> yes. you said the B range. Keith well, deferred. I, was, I was saying for the it, on an island uh, overall it, with the context. I have literally no idea. I'm deferring to. I'm yeah. gonna write now, and I feel generous a C minus C. Okay. Because I the humor was good, mm. and I actually there were scenes I liked, but I wasn't invested in this episode at all, which not only makes me. I'm not neutral. I'm pissed about that. Because Sean's a character I care about. The girls are characters I care about. This is a big deal, and no one treated it like one, except in a very very superficial way. I'm going to throw in something because you mentioned the vows. And so I tweeted this the other day. I said, I figured, hey, they're not going to show us why Sean likes Katie, but at least there are vows coming up, so he'll tell us. Nope, didn't even get that. He didn't even yeah. tell us why it was. It was I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah if it was, it was a, con- a connection yeah. that we understood and believed. Yeah, like yeah, it was like poetic. And if we already knew and already saw why they loved each other, yeah. then it wouldn't have mattered. And it would have been well. It was well written. Yeah. It was nice. But but I needed to be have him at least tell me other than just I love her. Why do you love her? What is about her that you like that yeah. you've connected over that that she's better than anybody? Like, well, it's ironic. Because... Yeah, I said this throughout the whole show. The whole idea of Sean and Katie. I can't figure out why... And this isn't to say, wow, Katie sucks. Who would like Katie? It's, I have no idea why Sean specifically likes Katie at all. Well, it all comes down to the irony of the line of the Sean says to Maya, you know, this wedding isn't about you. Mm. Well, in Gomi's world, it is. There's no reason that the audience has to truly understand why Sean wants to be with Katie other than that Sean connects so much with Maya, and, like, that is the crux of it, honestly. I mean, maybe he does connect with Katie, but we don't really get that. And for him to say the things he did about, like, how 
the universe worked as like his his friends got married, they had a daughter, the daughter had a friend, yeah. the friend had a mom, and it all came together. Yeah. Well, that's great, but did it? I mean, it's still it it's, feels incredibly. It's Maya. It doesn't it's feel like destiny Maya. brought them together. It feels like writing that's forced brought them together. Yeah. You know, like it would have been great if it was that, but yeah. I just don't think it got to that, which is yeah. unfortunate because I just think that even though I like Katie and I like Sean, yeah. this is not even a shipping thing. This is like literally. I don't understand them together yeah. because we have not seen them. Yeah, I want to say I straight up did ship them. I liked their chemistry, but that doesn't mean that I was ready for this to happen. I was ready for them to date, <laughs> yeah. maybe. And I'm so tired of this universe talk because it, nothing feels natural. And I'm sorry, is Michael Jacobs the god now figure? <laughs> of the, I, don't I don't know. know. It's I just... I, and I don't know. I, I and that's not to say like, oh, there's nothing. There's no such thing as destiny or anything, yeah. whether you believe in that or not. But in this episode, what well, we ha- we have no other good reason. So fate brought us together. Yeah. Well, not even like it's it's fate brought us together. But then our friends schemed. Now I want to. <laughs> no, I want to throw like, it's something. It's all about Maya. It's like all about Maya, even though it's like they're telling us it's not. Well, that's the thing, and it can still be technically about Maya while still also showing why he likes Kate. Like, about Maya, right. as far as through Maya's eyes, that's, like, because people keep saying, oh, the show's not about them, the show's about, like, about the girls now. It's like, well, we saw the beginning of Sean and Katie through Maya's eyes. We, that, we've had Hurricane, Pluto, Master Plan, all those episodes of them beginning to connect was, yeah. th- was a Maya storyline. So, when you're telling me that what doesn't matter is their actual relationships, and when they have their first fight, and that doesn't matter to Maya, and we don't need to see that, I don't, like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. They're not gonna have their first fight until they're married, yeah. which is stupid. <laughs> or, like, or, or, like, has Sean been staying over at their place? How does Maya feel about that? Did that freak her out? How... Has has the other no thing, because they don't believe until yeah. sex until marriage. The other thing is yes, I, who knows? But uh, the other thing is that they don't get into any of the details, which some people might say doesn't matter. But to me, it does because I don't know whether to would be invested and whether to think are they rushing into it or not. Because, they are. Well, no. Here's the thing: if they were dating for a year and they're adults and they were legitimately were dating for a year, she didn't know his middle name. Okay, yes, that was ridiculous. But assuming like, something over that point, if they were legitimately dating for a year and they're seeing each other on a regular basis throughout that year, then yes, it's a little hasty, but, like, that happens. Yeah. But if he was seeing her, like, once a month or once every two months because he's never around because that's his In, job... Yeah, within a period of a yeah, year. Yeah, then this is super rushed and stupid, and I don't agree with it. I don't agree with this leap of faith. I think it's stupid. Also, is he going to stick around And what now? the hell kind of trauma does that do to Maya? Yeah, like, the whole... The resolution to the arc about feeling like a, a lack of a father figure is... Oh, this father figure's coming in who's never going to be around. Like, and, and people, like, I had people co- combat that by being like, well, you know, we, ne- we barely ever see Minkus, we don't see Lucas's parents at all. I'm like, yeah, but their arcs are not about the lack of a father figure. Like, and also, <laughs> we we are led to believe that they go home to them every night. Yeah. It, and so, okay, so on the flip side, okay, so then maybe they could argue, oh, Sean is staying now and we're just not seeing it. Well, then I'll say, but her entire arc was about that, and so now she got her dream, and we don't see it? <laughs> That's ridiculous. And <laughs> I, it just doesn't... 
So things that Maya has gone through. <laughs> money issues, but Sean solved those. Yep, yep. She's gone through father issues, but Sean solved those. And she's gone through psychosis, <laughs> and Josh solved those. Maya seems to be a big damsel in distress getting saved by guys. Well, also, also just, like, is her arc over now? Like, this is literally the resolution. What, to- well, what else has she gone through other than those things? Nothing. Well, this this is the big take back twists so she was riley jk they fixed it she's maya again oh but now she's all better and fixed she's no longer broken so now she's gonna be riley again and she's gonna wait patiently for josh to come home i mean it's the zigzag i mean because this is okay it's all complicated by the fact that is the show ending this season is do they write this because they wanted to give them their happy ending or whatever i mean i don't presume to know everything that's going on all i know is what's here and what's here isn't working and i just don't know like people are also like well sean's not our not around for that many episodes my response to that is you have at the end of upstate you have a romantic moment with them that isn't engagement instead of i do you have an episode about them fighting maya freaking out about it them working it out then in the finale... Perhaps which, giving some cause to her worry whereas yeah, before she was excited yeah. then in the finale when sean's back which we know have then have them get engaged. That way, if the show is over, then it's a cliffhanger, it's, but still promise. Well, it's it's, a, it's still like the obvious promise of yeah. they're gonna be together. And then if the show isn't over, then in season four, have a few episodes of them being engaged before in season four finale you have them get married. Yeah, you know, it, it, there's so many. I like that better. Yeah, like I'm Pretty not much I like anything other than this better. The, the thing is, I'm not asking that much. I'm not asking for for Sean and Katie to be a plot. I'm asking you know for what them could have, is- you know what would have helped with all of that pacing and whatnot and trying to figure out episodes. Don't do this damn triangle. Yeah. Don't do this damn triangle ever. Don't think about it. Try to actually erase that entire shape out of your entire education. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, the thing is, I, I do want to reiterate that the episode. I enjoyed so many pieces of this episode that it made me angry because I, because I was just like because it could have been earned. It could yet have they been earned and been so good. And yes, I can understand how people. This could be enough for some people. Did you look up who but, wrote it? I didn't look up who wrote it. How am I the calm one today? I don't. know. I was. <laughs> I just. I care about Sean so much, and like we talked about how in Ski Lodge mm. Two, to mm. me, and Ski Lodge Two, yes, I liked the episode out of context, and I don't really care about the context because I just wanted the triangle to be over. And I don't care how it happened. This. I care about. This is the end of Sean's arc. This is the same arc that Sean had in Boy Meets World, and this is the end of it. And it's the same arc. Yeah, and you know what? How I was saying, like, I don't even see, like, what Sean likes about Katie. Who is Katie? Because you know what? Why does he love Katie so much more than Corey? Yeah. I've seen Corey and Sean together my entire life. I have cared about that relationship way more for, like, the majority of my life. Yeah. Than I ever care, ever have ever ever cared about yeah, Sean mean, and Katie. I mean, well, the best thing is, think I about thought that the actors had some good chemistry together. I thought it was interesting. I was never fully on board with it, and then they've completely sunk that. I'm gonna go back to Dana Pruitt. I mean, in one episode, they made me get Dana Pruitt and Sean way back when, mm. and in all these three seasons of Girl Meets World. I don't understand well, okay. Katie's character even enough at all yeah. to even start to understand Their Katie and Sean. Well, so I want to throw something out to you guys that I was talking with Nan and she threw out to me, and that was okay because I said like, why does he like? Why does he like her? She goes, well, why did Topanga like Corey more than Sean? You know, sometimes you just like someone and you love them, and there's not a specific reason that you write down. Yeah. And so, what is your response to that? 
Well, Why'd they get married? Topanga <laughs> liked Corey more than Sean because Corey was quirky. No. He was confident in certain situations, but overall going through life trying to figure out, knowing he has no clue, where Sean was sort of the cool, collected kind of kid who was confident in life. Yeah. And that was not what she particularly and responded to. And couldn't relate to. And also, even though she Corey... She wanted to guide Corey as well. Sean was much more standoffish because even though Corey did make fun of her and thought everything was weird, he was willing to have a conversation, which I don't think Sean was willing to. Yeah. Early Sean, early, like, season one and two Sean. He was, I don't think he was willing to have the conversation at the kitchen table that they did when she put lipstick on her face. Yeah, also... Sean was legitimately like a womanizer for the first few seasons. Why would a feminist yeah. want that? <laughs> you know, like... I mean, yeah, Corey was like the oddball who was like had promise. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. And obviously, and the, as the seasons went on, it became very clear to me that he was a romantic. He believed in love in a way that was empowering to her, and mm-hmm. that really showed her what love could be. It's you. You can't to completely compare the two because yes, Sean is a secondary character now. The problem is that you're still ending the plot of a primary character from another show that's beloved. Yeah. And so, yes, it's never it probably never would have been exactly what I wanted because of that, but at least if you gave me a little bit. Yeah. They didn't yeah. give me anything. And honestly, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a person that hates Katie. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to hate on this specific character. However, I just, I don't love her. And yeah. I love Sean, and... I don't think she's earned marrying Sean. And we should point out that you do love Maya and Riley, so it's not like yeah. you can't love Girl Meets World characters. No, that's yeah, not like, it at yeah, all. Like... And so... they're gonna get married. <laughs> all right, we're gonna chronological <laughs> notes. All right, yeah. So we have some chronological notes here. So we start off with them basically at the bay window, and Riley and Maya is freaking out. Riley's all excited about the wedding, and they talk about Maya Penelope Hunter. Uh, which, oh man, if they actually start calling her Maya Hunter, I'm, it's gonna be no, hard to No, she said still really... Maya Hart. Yeah, well, because they hadn't gotten married yet. Oh, I, I thought she know. was just gonna keep her name. Well, no, I, think well, I mean, first of all, saying... Katie is Katie Clutterbucket, yeah. and Maya is Maya Hart. I, I think also... Maya always had her dad's last name. Yeah, which is kind of like, I can understand Weird. why then she'd want to change it, but I guess I want her to be Maya Hart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... I think that statement was more of a defiance, because yeah. she was still saying, I'm asserting my own individual history mm. over whatever happens now. Yeah. So now... I like the humor in this scene, but I don't think it sets up the problem well. No, not at because, all. Because, so, Maya talks about how you put me back to how, who I'm supposed to be, so now, you know, hope is her suckers again, I'm, I'm doubting these things. Except, literally the point of true Maya is that she still had hope, even though she was Maya again. And also, <laughs> this whole... I mean, honestly, I don't have the answer to this really stupid question, <laughs> but wasn't she turned into Riley in Texas? Question Who even mark? knows? But she started to have hope in Pluto. Yeah. Was she Maya in Pluto? Who the hell knows? Was she ever Maya? I don't know. Who the is Maya? Is they, they keep playing these, I don't know. these stupid hard definitions on things that yeah. don't make sense, and then they keep going back and forth. Yeah. And every time they go back and forth, the definition shifts a little bit. Yeah. And they just need to stop and just make characters be their own characters and grow. So I was talking with Josh Taylor about, like, a, a very simple, like, slight thing you could do, I feel like, that would kind of explain... Cancel the show? <laughs> that would kind of explain how, how this change came about. And it's... First of all, they never rigidly defined 
oh, the wedding's this week, oh, the wedding's tomorrow. It was just suddenly we're talking about the wedding a lot. Yeah. They never once said... And so I was like, well, what if they had opened, this, opened the episode on a scene where all the girls were together going dress shopping, and then Katie comes out in her wedding dress, and Maya sees her, and, and, and it hits her, yeah, it hits her, and she's like, holy crap, this is real. This is real. Yeah. Then you go to your commercial, you go to your theme song, and you mm. have an opening to an episode. You I'm gonna be honest. That's not even very good. Yeah, I, I, that's yeah. just passable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it just at least it, it at least. I would have liked that better. Yeah, it at least gives a something happens. Yeah, it, it doesn't. You don't. They keep starting episodes, which is like this is the problem. Nothing <laughs> created the problem other than my psychosis. <laughs> and it just, Does and, Maya ever get to be sane? And, I mean, like, and here's the thing. I actually think she has some really good moments in this episode, and yeah. and her her worries. But does her... she have her moment? <laughs> but she. It's Let's a... not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but she she has all these she has these good moments. But like, give me a reason why she was crying with happiness when the engagement happened. What happened again? Even if you said, oh, the wedding's next week, and so she's like, holy crap, it's actually ha-. something as small <laughs> as that, one extra line. It's it's this not good storytelling. So sister cousins. Yeah, that was good. I like that. My sister cousins. I like the line. The wedding's off. I knew it. I mean, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Corey a lot in this. Episode. Corey was good. Corey was really good. Thirty MVP. years I gave him. <laughs> What'd you say? Thirty years I gave him. I thought you said three stars. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what were you saying, Keith? MVP. Yeah. Um, be right. So Sean talks about how he knows how to get out of anything. The only thing that holds him here is Katie. Corey gets all upset and leaves. Again, the humor is really funny. I thought yeah. that was great. I mean, what's so great about the beginning half to two thirds of the episode is the interactions. It's like it's a hangouty kind of moments where that you just like they're just doing stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Nothing is quite happening. They didn't even leave the building mm. this episode. <laughs> Well, I mean, is that true? No, like, well, where's Topanga? Topang- we don't know. We still yeah. don't know. I don't think I'm... they're above Topanga's, but who knows? Well, then how the hell did Riley get there, leave and get there so quickly? Magic. I have no idea. Maybe you're right. All right. There was nowhere to go but everywhere, so keep on rolling under the stars. I have been on the road my whole life. Welcome home. Like, this isn't Sean's character. These things are okay. It's just... Earn it. Yeah. 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 I mean, the problem is, this and the vows... Make it seem like every moment of Sean's life has led up to this moment. Yeah. And do I get that? Not a bit. Not a bit do I get that. I mean, honestly, every moment of his life maybe led up to him meeting Maya. Mm. I can believe that, maybe. And him wanting to be Maya's dad. But wanting to be Katie's uh, husband, I don't don't know yet. I just, they haven't shown me that. And also, I can understand Sean wanting companionship or something, but I don't like that they're putting the spin that what he's doing, like, his lifestyle is negative. Because his lifestyle is, you know, the way that he makes money, it's something he's passionate about. Like, on the road, isn't that the name of his blog? Something like that. Something to that effect. The yeah. the uh, travel Your, site yeah, travel. site that he has, yeah. which is a good name, and you know it earned him that really nice house upstate, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. nice house. I mean, again, it's always been a tough call because I think he needs balance. Yeah, I don't like that they're saying that it's just overall not good because there are people who live the life that Sean has and are feel very fulfilled. Well, yeah, it's like so, Sean would. So it, it, actually, this is an interesting yeah. point because 
I don't know. I don't think John would. I disagree with that completely, but I'll get to that in a second. For a while, anyways. For, yeah, but it's been a while. But anyway, it's... The thing that I disagree... That I think is a little egregious here is is they later on they have that scene where Topang is like, well, I want more for you. And that doesn't that kind of sound like... Like, you know, like that, that annoying, like, parents who's like, won't accept that their kids don't want kids or something. Or someone yeah. who's self-righteous who thinks that they have such a great life and wants to push it on to everyone else. Yeah, I mean, on the, the problem here is that... The problem with, with my reasoning and our reasoning here is that Sean and Katie do want more than that. Yeah. And, I, and that it, honestly, it does make sense that Sean does want more than that. His entire character has been building up to wanting more than that. So it's, it's just all kind of messy... Yep. And I don't really know what to say about it, but... Honestly, the problem is, they've rushed resolution. It would have been much better for everybody, I think, that if it fell apart, mm. Sean didn't get a happy end, but Maya did, somehow. Or well, Maya learned to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I just... I don't... I still say it's a much more interesting, relatable, positive message to have it be about a struggle between a single mom and her daughter... To connect and to re and to re and to reconcile and to be able to realize that they're they are enough for each other and for Katie to stand up as the person that Maya really needs and not even have a man in it at all. If they so desperately wanted Sean to be Maya's fate, I I'm still with you that it should have been Maya and Katie and they worked it out and like. Katie was still, like, a single mom, and they yeah. worked out their issues. Mm. However, they really desperately wanted Sean. Katie should have gotten really ill and had to go to Gammy Hart's house in Michigan. And <laughs> Sean <laughs> and Sean basically became her Mr. Turner. I, what I think is, if you did what I had talked about, where it's like, they, they reconcile, they realize they're enough for each other, and then you bring in Sean? I don't think that that's a problem. Because then it's like, oh, we have enough, but... We also get the win on top of like we don't need the win, but we do get to have that connection. As Sean opposed get- to Sean swooping in, yeah. every step of the way, helping yeah. out, and then they reconcile. And the thing is, you literally could have just not had Sean at all on the show until that was ready because yeah. he was on the road, and you know, like, or you could have just had him be not connected to this storyline. I mean, and that's been- okay. I still want, uh, and we can have this conversation more later. But Katie and Maya to have a conversation yeah, about this. They, they don't talk alone. This, this is a very this. big life-changing thing for the both of them in different ways that should have at least had a conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's the instant gratification that's been the plight of the show from the beginning. And this is probably just one of, most egregious, yeah. one of the most egregious examples of it yeah. because it drastically changes the laws of the universe for something that existed beyond Girl Meets World. Yeah. It was never a triangle! <laughs> so let's talk about the slumber party scene, because it's actually party. really That was cute! Uh, I think that this is one of the scene between Riley and Maya here is one of the best scenes in the show, which is interesting because it is kind of telling, not showing, but it's telling really well. <laughs> so no, it, it, it is showing because it is Maya acting out this thing. Yeah, but it's still her explaining to us how what's in her. She's still monologue. She, it's still a play. It's still her monologuing to the audience. It's just a really good monologue. It, it is a monologue, yeah. but it's also it's a faux dialogue, and that's yeah. the point. Like it is, it is her opening up, but it's it's so unique and interesting. Yeah, that I don't know that I would call it a straight monologue. Yeah. Well, so first of all, the comedy, the physical comedy, mm. was phenomenal. 
Like, mm-hmm. really. And then, you know, this episode had really good physical comedy. If and you... also, I'm like, whoa, how strong is Sabrina or, and or how light is Rowan? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was, there was a point where I thought for, I was like, for a second, I was like, is that a fake Rowan? And I was like, nah, I can't. Is that a fake Rowan? <laughs> so, guys, you check out this new fake Rowan we got for today's episode? I feel like that would have been, like, I don't know, they would have done weird, like, Throwing that the window. <laughs> that dummy on like playing on set with it. Oh man! So Maya, uh, so Riley's sleeping while Maya is plagued by doubts. I want to talk about. Apparently, word on the street is there are a lot of fans who are mad at Riley for this scene and think she's a bad friend because she fell asleep when her friend needed her, but she couldn't fall. Like she didn't fall asleep with Evan because she was talking to a boy. Responses. She was already asleep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This was a good comedic setup, and it, it's it also like, had meaningful drama yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I just I, you guys have been talking about mostly yeah. like I really like this scene. I yeah. love the setting. the The lighting was great. The I love the voice around. that Sabrina was using. Yeah, yeah the the way how dynamic everything is. They moved around. They were doing different things. Mm. Her dragging the limp body of Riley around yeah. was great, and it's. It was one of those things, even though half of the, um... Also, props to Rowan for not really smiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. Something that, uh, Ben couldn't do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in the next scene. And Rowan Ryan, is Ryan couldn't yeah. really either. Uh, but, I mean, even though half of the dynamic duo was unconscious in this scene, <laughs> I just think that, like, it was a really and great... And they're still better. I still yeah, ship them still more. better. <laughs> it was just a great, like, one of those, like, natural, organic, hangouty kind of just, like... Yeah. Let it all gush out, kind of moments. It like if this whole episode yeah. had just been like the night before, and it was all about like in every room of the house what was happening during the sleepover, yeah. that would have been great <gasps> and amazing. Like that yeah, episode. they needed a people part. This snuck really, in and out. This know. really needed a part one and a part two. Yeah. They could have had fantasy mice. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, like everything that's going on in the house, including the mice. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I want to say more like they were in the room, they snuck up to the roof, they yeah. snuck down. Maybe even Maya snuck up, found the setup yeah. without being known, and like trashed it or something like well, that. Well, that's the I think if you ended, I think you could end this, this have this entire first episode be about Maya and, and, and her and her coming to terms with it and actually yeah. give it a good arc, and then have the second episode be about the wedding and about Sean and Katie. Right, if part one yeah. was about Maya yeah. and part two was about Sean. So, How the hell did Katie afford that wedding dress? Topanga bought it for her. She's Rick. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so, I mean, and the other thing I want to point out, so we, the, this monologue, I think, is really strong because it's a believable monologue that she would say these things, like she right. would try to talk to Riley. I, I like a lot of the dialogue here, too, as far as, you know, she goes, when good things happen, do they stay good, or does a little bit of good just bring disaster? She says that really funnily. It's great. It's And she's calling out the monologue nature right. there, which I think is great. She says, um... She, she talks about how he's a lighter sleeper because her mom kept crying when she was a kid. It was too much responsibility. Her mom would tell her that, that Maya was enough for her, but would not show that. Yeah, I mean, like, I, this I, is a scene that you can cut out and yeah. show in five years or say, like, okay, this is what this character is about. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is this character. Too bad the whole way to get here has been all this jumbled up back and forth that made yeah. no sense. If I you mean, were going to do that with Sean, what, what are some of the scenes you would use? I would say the Mr. Turner scene. Yeah. Uh, From the the hug to the operating room. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my initial impulse would be that and always talking to the ghost of his father. Mm. But I think that's too easy. That's that's a little too cut and dry. Well, I'm I was thinking some of the stuff from Fugitive, maybe, or... I think maybe when he doesn't wreck Turner's bike. Yeah, that's a really yeah, good that, one. Or, um... I don't know, there, there are a lot of little bits here and there that yeah. are really good in, like, yeah. the middle seasons. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know it's an on-the-spot question, yeah, but I feel like yeah. that's a better way to yeah. answer it. Yeah. Even in a weird way, um, and then there was Sean, that yeah. whole episode. Yeah. Mm. So I want to say a couple more of the quotes real quick. Just, she says, what's the use of a wedding if it can't last forever? I don't want to see that happen to my mom again. So again, it's, not only is she worried, she has empathy for yeah. her mother. She's worried for her mother, not Which just for herself. we don't see a lot. Yeah, it's, it's really powerful. He feels overwhelmed. It, they're bringing all the stuff that I liked from Girl Meets Maya's mother back as far as too much responsibility. I was the parent. She wasn't the parent. I'm worried about her the way a parent would be worried about my young daughter rushing into a marriage. Yeah. And and that it's this is a very core relatable thing because a lot of people are saying that, that he was almost being meta and like being for the audience, being like, well, this is too rushed, and then they were winning yeah. over the audience while they went all over her. I don't really think she was talking mm-hmm. about it being too rushed. I think if they waited three years, she still would have been worried. Because right. the idea it's just here, like, it's, it's trauma. Fe- it's fear of change. Yeah. It's fear of things are good right now. I don't want anything to change and maybe make it worse. I don't want to lose what I have because I have so little. Yeah. And, it, it, it and deserved, that's so relatable. And it deserved the slow burn that it didn't get. Yeah. It deserved the slow burn both in the context before and also this needing to be a two part. Well, beforehand. This isn't as big of a deal to me. I in really, this particular case, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying it, it's more whole, about... If the whole context yeah. had it, imagine how this would have yeah. felt. It, you know? The problem to me is that this is so good that then when you solve it with a BS thing that isn't real, <laughs> yeah, it, it really like, bothers me. It was like, okay, you're finally kind of bringing us in because you haven't yet. A BS and then, thing? What's wrong with that? No, I'm not going to swear on the podcast. So, you're BS. Also, I'm, I know I, I'm skipping ahead, but I need to say something really quick. Okay. <laughs> So, you remember Tot? Remember how the message... Of that, I don't remember anything about Tot. <laughs> remember how the, the quote-unquote message of that episode was, growing isn't about the big things, gestures you do for someone else, it's about the small things you do for yourself? Do you know how much I want to burn everyone to the ground? <laughs> just want to talk about how that, that was a pretty big gesture that he did recklessly and spontaneously, and uh, everybody well, seemed pretty happy with it. Well, in the mm-hmm. same vein, though... With Maya doing her nighttime monologue with yeah. Limp Puppet Riley, that <laughs> kind of did follow in with that. Yeah, that because that was her working out her demons. Yeah, herself giving mm, giving yeah. her voice to her own problems. Even though Riley wasn't actually listening, yeah. it was the small thing that she did for herself, thinking it yeah, over. Yeah, because that's things I actually growing, uh, I guess. outside of like the issues I have with Tot, like that quote. I think is actually a, a somewhat powerful positive. Even though quote. in Tot they screwed yeah. it up. And... Yeah, I think that quote is good, and so I agree sure. with you that, that then Ma- <laughs> with Maya that was a good moment. But I guess Sean is just doing these huge gestures, and yeah. suddenly this is and that's to be... how he proves things. But I guess you could say he's doing them for him, but he's still doing these humongous gestures. I, I don't know. It's yeah. just weird. Well, another thing I like about this scene, though, is even though technically Maya does drag her to the bay window, mm. it doesn't feel like a bay window scene. Yeah, how you were saying, Keith, that it was like it just felt like they were hanging out. I yeah, mean, how how amazingly great would it have been if part one was just a sleepover? So you had the girl. She had Maya woke up. Riley was asleep. She did the whole thing. Then she snuck out. Maybe then she was talking they to... They ordered takeout. No, no. She was talking to Sean. And then she was talking to Sean. And then they went up on the roof. And then Riley woke up, caught Maya, like, trashing mm. something that was set up for the wedding. And then Maya, like, ran away. Yeah. And then somehow went back to her place. And then Katie saw her. And then they were talking. There's a lot of things happening. No, no, but you know I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah, a really yeah, dynamic thing yeah. where, like, at every step... It's part different, one. Different people yeah. got into different situations and, and I, all conversations. I wouldn't even minded, like, a C-plot of, like, Augie having some hijinks at night, too. Like, yeah. you know, like a small little thing. Like, and that was of, all intertwined with, like, yeah. then there was Corey and Sean before yeah. Maya came out. And then, then when 
Maya leaves, and Cory gets in yeah. trouble with Topanga. I'm, just, I'm like imagining a really organic, nice episode yeah, in my head yeah. where it's all about this well, sleepover and like everyone having conversations. What you're reminding me of is really reminds me there's an episode of uh, Friends called I, it's, it's, where it's everybody can't sleep. And so yeah. everybody has their own storylines, but it's all, they're up all night. Yeah. And so it's all like things interweaving and them just being like, it's all set at night, it's all one night, and it's all just. What's this? This is an episode of Friends. Okay. And Isn't that yeah. what Maya needs, though? Yeah, exactly. Especially with all the, the whole thing of, like, if she was just said that and then Riley was asleep and she goes yeah. off seeking, you know... Well, I wouldn't even mind if she barged into her mom, like, came, like snuck out and came into her mom's room and was like, you can't do... Like, right. Yeah, you know, freak out to her. Like, it, it's... Yeah, Hunter, why is yeah. it that they can't have a conversation? Why is it even now, even when this big thing is happening and everyone's like, oh, I care... Maya, I care about my mom, Katie. All I care about is Maya... And yet, they can't have a conversation. On the plus side, there was the Lucas kiss dream, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Pretty great. That was weird. <laughs> that was great. Um, I, li- yeah. I liked Maya's reaction to it. Yeah, that was good. Then we have the really loud yipping. Which um, was, like, not real at all. I mean, I know it's never real, yeah. but that was not real. <laughs> Um, I really love the map PJs. That was a nice touch. I want to get that. Was that was awesome. I know you do. <laughs> I bet the continents were wrong at it, just like in his map in his classroom <laughs> from last season. So Corey could only sleep with Sean, which was interesting. Uh, Corey wonders if Sean likes Katie more than him. I like her way more than you. Mm. She's first in my life. You're second or third. That's how much I love mm. her. I mean, that was a great the Corey common, and Sean. That's yeah. like exactly a Corey and Sean thing. Yeah. But it's just not earned. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Again, if this was the ending and you'd seen them connecting in some fashion, it just... And I also, can appreciate that there's good humor here. Yeah. However, I can't buy it. Yeah. Well, the other, thing, the other thing is this. If it was legitimately there, he's just egging Corey on, yeah. and it was a joke, I'd be totally fine with it. But I feel like the episode is like trying to teach us a message of you have to love your wife yeah. above all else. And I'm like, why does there have to be a hierarchy here? Why can't, Why can't you love you... the guy that you grew up with your entire life who made you the person you are in a different way that you love your wife and both love them and not have to say, I, I love her more? Without the risk of, despite of the risk yeah. of igniting ship wars, yeah. I want you to imagine if things have gone differently and this was Angela and he said that. Mm-hmm. I mean, then it would have some weight to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. because there's a past there. Yeah, they just they just did not build it up. And so yeah. when you say something like that, it just can't carry the weight it needs yeah. to. I need to read a tweet that I said... I said, imagine if 20 years from now, Maya suddenly was getting married and told the audience that she cared about this person more than Riley. No! Wouldn't that be great? Wildest thing in my ears ever. <laughs> that was really loud. I'm sorry. Like, the, the blow no. levels won't even make a difference. I mean, the microphone couldn't even pick up how loud that was. And I'm like... Uh. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, no. if, if you're just a Girl Meets World fan, think about that. Think about what that would mean and how you would feel about that. No. It, it's just, you don't need, you didn't need it. And like, even if maybe it's true, maybe when you're getting married, that is how you feel or whatever. It just feels like a slap in the face to the fans. And it's not a necessary line. Okay, so. This podcast isn't making me like the episode more, guys. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to. I liked the, I did like the pillow fight quite a bit. I liked that you can see Ryder saying, screw it. I could hear it, actually, when we got close, when we actually paid attention to it. So that's really funny. I I thought they totally both broke character in the scene, but it was really funny. Yeah, no, it was good. And and in general, this episode has some really nice physical comedy. I also like, like, soon after this, they have the whole thing with Riley giving Maya her luck. I thought it was really funny, (laughs) too. So cute! Really cute moment. 
Um, okay, so then there's the wedding quiz with Topanga. I and imagine Hayden. if that luck scene happened after all, like a, a night of hijinks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. These um, are the characters you have to work with. They're good characters. Yeah. Why screw it up? Yeah. That's, I, I just I care about these people, so you're doing something right, for sure. I mean, I also really care about Maya, and I'm yeah. upset that that great scene leads to this really dumb resolution. The character's like, good. The, the story is the issue. Yeah. So they have the wedding quiz thing. Katie's all warm and fuzzy, but she doesn't even know Sean's middle she name. She sounds like an idiot. Yeah. She sounds like an absolute idiot because, A, who picked up this stupid quiz? Who's invested in this quiz? And who doesn't know Sean's stupid well, middle name? A quiz about the quiz in a moment, but yeah. the problem is with Katie is they, they almost always go straight to the comedy with Katie. Yeah. And it's a very specific brand of comedy. And I just don't think that that approach works with the, her context with Sean. Mm-hmm. I mean... It may work with her context and other with with other characters in the show, but with Sean, it doesn't work. Well, in that I, way. I've seen some people say they like wanted to ship Katie with Eric, and that like almost makes more sense. It I does. can kind of see because yeah. that's things like, do you think of Sean as someone? Well, I mean, he likes Corey, but Corey and her are are nutty in very different ways. I feel like yeah, it's just yeah. I, I guess I never thought of Sean as someone who like. Wanted to be with a nut bag, <laughs> like, and she's a nice nut bag. But um, she's a nice nut bag. <laughs> I, now, nice like pistachios. Bag. Now, I'm, this is an interesting. Well, real quick, let's, yeah. let me talk about the quiz because yeah. although there was the twist of like her saying, "Oh, but never mind that." Yeah. Why, it doesn't matter. Yeah, why yeah. is it that they have to say we have to make the girls look through through the quiz, yeah. even if they rip it up at the end or whatever? Why wouldn't Topanga come in and maybe see her do it and take it right away? Why would Topanga, if she is the feminist character that she thinks uh, she is, even entertain... I kind of disagree with you, because I think that's the whole point. It's like she's teaching a feminist message of, oh, I'm going to play along like this was important, and then say, no, this is... I don't get that, though. I, yeah. I get it. The fact yeah, that honestly, she... Yeah, honestly, and Topanga's lines... It was wasted time. Topanga's lines were poorly... Topanga had some of the yeah. worst dialogue in the, in the scene, Topanga... in this episode, I mean. Yeah, in the yeah. episode, but yeah. also... Yeah, if you're going to make it like, oh, I'm playing wrong, but honestly... Like, if she says to Katie, like, you know, what are you doing? This is stupid. Yeah. But I didn't get that message. She was just playing around, playing around, and then she said something really stupid. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was a waste of time in an episode where a lot of things needed to happen that didn't. And the thing is, Katie... Why have them do it at all? Yeah, Yeah. Katie, if you wanted to ever have it in to take it away, have Katie do it because she's nervous and doesn't know what to do. She's looking for something, and then Topanga come in and rip it up, and then have that talk quickly without having any of the questions. Yeah. I mean, for Topanga to entertain that, it's like... It's or like Riley, because uh, she's someone who would probably have fun doing yeah, one of those things. she could be doing it And with it's Katie. something so stupid yeah. that you'd probably find it in a teen magazine versus an adults magazine. Yeah. The yeah. problem and is... Then, oh, oh, yeah, what if Riley was like, I'm going to prove to you, Maya, that your mom's ready. I have this quiz. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like having to do the triangle to prove that there is no triangle. Yeah. If you, Even though if you're trying to have a good message, you spend so much time... Your message sucks. Yeah. Okay, can we move on from this? <laughs> Get out of my house, okay. Dan. I want to talk about... So th- I think this is an interesting part. Where Maya is worried her mom has some sort of nut gene that makes guys go from I do to I don't know to what I do. Now, that's a funny line, and it, I understand her, her worry here, but it kind of gets back to our original discussion about Riley, about Maya and Katie have never really solved their issues. Yeah. And, and that Maya still kind of blames her mom for, for Kermit leaving. Yeah. And that, like, maybe that's believable. But I feel like that should have probably been solved 
before they got married. Can you ever right. truly solve something well, like that? Well, not solve. Problem. You can like, mostly get over it, but, but discuss it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like have have an open, honest discussion where you where you're saying I'm trying. Because right. here's the thing: is that in uh, Girl Meets Master Plan. We have some of the moments where Katie says she let Maya believe it was her fault. Yeah, yeah. And then, so we're led to believe that that wasn't true. Yeah. And then we're led to believe in girl in, forgiveness project. Is that what you Yes, up? that yeah. one. Yeah. Where Maya basically seems to understand that it was Kermit who left. Yeah. And the whole forgiveness topic. Mm. The thing is, I, I can be- believe that... Does she forgive her mom for well, potentially not doing anything? Well, that's the thing is, I can believe that in a moment of crisis like this, that old feelings might bubble back up to the surface. It, yeah. So, like, that's believable. Talk I, about it? Yeah, just talk like, about why, it. Like, Riley should have said, like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, like, it just... And, okay, you know, another way that I guess they could technically handle this post-marriage, which I just don't think they will, given the amount of episodes that Ryder's in, is, is have an episode where they fight post-marriage, and, Ma- and Maya automatically blames her mom, but it's Sean's fault. Yeah. And have and deal with that. Like, I think that that could be interesting. But I don't think we're gonna get it. Uh, it's- <laughs> and even if we do, I'm sure it's gonna be... And also, I would have loved to have that episode before they got married, so that you could show them fighting and reconciling yeah, they, before they got married. I don't... Yes, exactly. Yeah. Showing I don't, that they can get through it. Yeah. I don't think that they've earned... You know, being in a serious relationship, yeah. let alone married, because you don't know how you can deal with this yeah. person in every scenario. You don't know. We we haven't seen. Maybe they fought. We haven't seen yeah. it though. Um, maybe they've dealt with financial issues. We haven't seen it though. They obviously don't agree on their parenting skills mm. because Katie's already called Sean out on that. Yeah. You know, like what can they get through? Yeah. I'm gonna move on. Okay. It doesn't matter. Points. We won't see it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Maya uh, doesn't want Katie's lovely life to change, so she goes to talk to Sean, not to Katie, because that would be crazy. Um, <laughs> and, okay, then we get a really nice, again, great comedic back and forth with Maya locking out Riley. Yeah, I liked that. You forgot to bolt the door, she steals the keys. Oh, now let me I'm, see. <laughs> now, well, now I'm stuck good. Uh, you know, I'll, that's the window, she has the sudden realization yeah. that Riley will go through the window. That was great. She like, pushes her back out through the <laughs> that window. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was a good dynamic I, episode yeah, again. in that way. Riley's scream. Movement, physical comedy. We're being really loud. I hope this episode doesn't sound bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, whisper, whisper. Um, so then Sean wants to marry Katie because of love. Maya says that's just words, and he says, but it's the best. Yes, exactly. But it's the best words he's got now that he understands them. So I I wrote a long thing on Face on Twitter about love isn't just, like, a feeling. Love is the knowledge that you're able to overcome challenges together, that you're going to be loyal to each other. It's something that you build over time. It's something... That you, you face your hardest times together and you help each other through it. That you support each other. None of this is shown. And if you just keep telling me that they love each other, it just feels false. And especially when the response to that's just words is, but it's good words. <laughs> it, it's just, that's not what love is. <laughs> Say them again, Jughead. <laughs> it, it's like, that. I just don't, I, I, it feels like a, to me it almost feels like a disservice to love. <laughs> like, it, like... To just say, oh, we can just... Especially writers who made such a big deal about love in Boy Meets World. Just, just looking moony at somebody, even if the actor Like, honestly, good, at that point, Corey should have said, no, Sean, that's not enough. Yeah. What do you love about Katie? What yeah. can you do with Katie? Like, what have you been through with Katie? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. 
They didn't even have his, again, they didn't even have him tell us what happened. They didn't show it, but they also didn't, he could have referenced at least some, he could have at least given us references to past things that we didn't see. Things that they've been through. Moments that they've had. But no, it's just generic, we're in love. And then it gets worse on on the other side around. When he starts to doubt. Yeah. When he comes out of his doubt, Topanga has this Wait, wonderful... No, okay, let's jump ahead. Let's, well, let's... I mean, it's relevant no, to this theme. Okay. Let's just go in order. Right, let's go in order. We'll get, oh, we'll we gotta get hurry up. up. <laughs> um, we do. Sean says, Your mother and I want to invite life to the ceremony. We want life to change us for the better. Um, okay, whatever. This is when he says that the wedding's not about you, right? Yeah, this wedding it ain't about you. It, uh, it's about your mother and me. We, we respect your tragedies, but we're taking a leap of faith. I have a lot of issues with this because yes, they're adults. Sure. They can make their own decisions, but you know what? Maya is still Katie's daughter and Katie's been with Maya much longer and should care about how this is going to affect her. Cause it is going to affect her. Problem is again, there's no middle. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's legitimacy on both sides that Maya should be comfortable. But if the reason why she's not comfortable has nothing to do with, the reality of the situation is more of like her own inner, anxiety. her own inner anxiety. They need to deal with that, but that doesn't mean they don't get married because then she's being selfish, and they need to help her work through that. But well, okay, and so it might be tough. A love. good parent might say, "You know what? If it will ease your mind, maybe we'll take our time. Maybe yeah. we won't get married right now. Maybe we can pay for therapy for you. Maybe we can." Wait till you graduate. Maybe, maybe I, maybe Sean can move in and we can see how it goes. Right. You know, like yeah. maybe we can have a trial run weekend. Like, like. But you can see a character like Sean getting frustrated with Maya yeah. for sabotaging. If she actually did something more to sabotage, yeah. I think it's the problem. Yeah. Because it's something he would do. Because, I think so. I mean, honestly, no, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I think because well, think of the uh, and then there was Sean. Yeah. I'm, that's yeah. basically exactly what he's doing. If if Sean was really trying hard to get his life together and it, and if Katie was a character that we could truly see with Sean because of the backstory and then Maya was still even though Maya liked Sean and it was happy before and then suddenly did a 180 for some reason I can see Sean flipping out and saying why are you trying to ruin this this is not about you well, yeah, that reminds me also of when Corey and Topanga actually get back together, yeah. but they need to fake it so mm-hmm. that Sean thinks it was all uh, yeah, yeah, it's all it was all, all because of him yeah. that like he tried so hard to get them back together, and then yeah. they o- end up almost breaking up again. Yeah. And the missed opportunity that is if Sean does do that, and then you can have a nice quiet moment with Sean and Maya later yeah. about them apologizing to each other and reaching an agreement. Yeah. And then you have the whole, like, okay, let's take it slow thing. Yeah. You can have them make mistakes, and you can have them have these feelings. Yeah, they could have a legitimate fight and get angry at each yeah. other. What? If, can you imagine? Conflict? Can you imagine that? You imagine? No, not in, our fa- <laughs> not in this fairy tale, guys. The thing that bothers me, too, is that I do personally think that that was intended as a meta line. That it was to be like, look, audience, he's not marrying Katie for Maya. He really likes Katie. And Why? That, because, and then you think about it, it goes back to Hurricane. So Hurricane was the last time, was like, aside from the engagement, was the last time we like saw them together, right? Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. this show's and so, stupid. <laughs> and, and, and in Hurricane, Katie even says, you don't like me, you like Maya. And Sean never proves to me otherwise he just says no and then now they're trying to reinforce it by having him say no again and i don't believe you <laughs> like, and the only way to come out of this really is to make it fail and then maya is screwed her whole life yeah 
Look, she's already screwed. Did you see that triangle? All right. So then, did you see that psychosis though? So the way that this is solved, and her worrying, you know, partially about all this change suddenly. Not yeah, the wedding ha- coming so quickly. It's tomorrow. Yeah, is to make it right now. Yeah. And, and, and like, yeah, and because like, the, the best thing is like Maya was worried about rushing into it and changing it, yeah. and by rushing into it more, that's what fixed her. Yeah. it's... <laughs> Because, okay, so to me, my my thing is, I don't really think that the root of her worries were about the rushing, but I still feel like this is weird that uh, just by him saying, like, you already, he already proposed to her. Yeah, so why is this more why, approved? Just the fact yeah. that it's, he's moving the date up yeah. means that he's in love with her? How about that, mo- how about the moving moment of him asking her to marry him? Yeah, it's all the grand gestures, like you it, said about Todd. Yeah. It's like, it's the opposite proof, it's that mm-hmm. it is the grand gestures yeah. that prove what do you feel, as opposed to the, the innocent yeah. and the problem um, is, conversations and poignant moments between two people? The problem is that they try to do too much, and that because they set up this really great thing in, in the slumber party scene where it's a real conflict, and then you can't if you and then they still want that episode to end with the marriage. They're, like they could, there's nothing they could have written in that one episode that would make it go from. Maya's like this, has a real legitimate issue, is legitimately traumatized to being fully on board and ecstatic of this is happening yeah. in one episode. So, <laughs> I also want to bring up that Sean says, Maya, are you jumping? And then what was your suggestion? Oh, I thought they were going to jump out of an airplane. Because they did that, yeah. you know. So I thought that... And Boy Meets World. Yeah. I, I thought that it was going to be... Literally, I'm going to show it because we're all jumping on an airplane right now. Yeah. And all this is us. trust. <laughs> yeah. I did like Katie's... That would have been so cool! I, that would so... cost money, guys. Okay? Right. Like they didn't have the budget for that. It's before. not like they're the top-rated show on the channel or anything. Katie's going to uh... flip-flop down the aisle. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny, too. How much um... money would it cost? It's not going to be real. They get some stock footage of people falling, <laughs> and they have a set of, like, a tin can that they're jumping out <laughs> of onto a mat. <laughs> Um, so Sean wants to know if he'll make a good husband. You know what? I don't like that Katie came in at the scene, and I don't like the advice that sh- okay, yeah, that let- Corey and Topanga gave. This should have been the scene that Mr. Feeney actually came in. That would have been good. Uh, Mr. Feeney should have been the one but that But beyond that, the, the let, me read, let me start by reading the quote, though. Okay. Reading the quote of the actual advice Corey and Topanga give him when he says when he's worried that he'll be a good husband. Which actually is a good Sean worry. I think that that makes yes. sense. Right. Corey says, only someone who is truly in love with someone else would care. Topanga says, because you care enough to ask, only someone who cares enough to ask knows for sure. That's stupid. Sean would be worried about this no matter who he was with. Yes. Because that's who Sean is. And also, I think most people would just wonder this in general. Someone who is about to get married... That in, like, an hour. I mean, okay, so let, let's put it into, like, like real-world context in, like, painting Sean, like, darker than he actually is, right? This is like saying to a... Dark wo- Sean! This is like saying to a womanizer who's never been able to maintain a monogamous, positive relationship, oh, you're worried that you're not going to be a good husband and that you, maybe you'll cheat on your wife. Don't worry, the fact that you're worried means you won't. Yeah. I mean, we all know it's garbage. It's just, and it is complete I think that, garbage. Yeah, I just think that they never should have got those lines. I think Sean should have sat down and said, am I going to be a good husband? And then Mr. Feeney came in and said an important line. Like, yeah. I and, don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. This is your life. You've grown yeah, up. No one, I, I believe in you. Yeah, Do you? Yeah. You know, like something like that. Yeah, I be- yeah, it's exactly. It's like, I believe that you would be a great husband to anyone. You're a great person. They could have actually used the do good line. Yeah. And they could have used it well. Mm. 
Oh, we're so angry, guys. I hope you don't hate us. Because they didn't use Mr. Feeney well in this episode, and I'm sorry. I thought they used They him didn't okay. use him enough. Um, they used they, him well for, they, he was a prop in this episode, They used kinda. him well for comedy. I Bill, Bill Daniels yeah. can always fall into his role as Mr. Feeney, and he'll do well with it. Yeah. But I don't think that they gave him enough. Yeah, I mean, I liked what was there, and I just... And obviously I liked seeing him, but... Yeah. There was so much missed opportunity, especially because he didn't... I mean, presumably, if there was some sort of reconciliation to happen with Sean trying to find his courage, mm. Feeney would have something to do with that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Especially since he said he'll be here soon. Yeah. He yeah. said or he said right before that scene, he'll be here yeah. in an hour. Conceivably, it took an hour yeah. to buy a suit and a dress. <laughs> Speaking of people who are going to be here soon, where are Jack and Turner? Yeah, I was wondering that. Specifically Jack. Yeah, because Corey said, who's going to be your best man? Me, obviously. I thought he was going to say Jack. It's pretty weird. Moment. It's pretty weird that he doesn't care that his brother's there. Uh, it's just, yeah. And, and Girl Meets World viewers wouldn't even probably realize that they are brothers. <laughs> no, I don't think they would. On the positive side, I did like them saying Fina and then him saying cut it out. Also, Augie, yes, think, Augie, and- <laughs> Augie thinking he's his grandpa, calling back to no. calling back to Eric, yeah. thinking that it's calling saying maybe someday you'll be my grandpa. Which I, that's a really good reference. I thought yeah. that was great. Uh, Corey is giving Sean away. You're a good little boy. Bye bye. Go get married. All that something stuff. that kind of bothered me yeah. that nobody else felt this way. Yeah. I just don't think Feeney's, um Vest and pants should have been black. No, I actually agree with you. I just I, don't care. I mean, <laughs> oh, I think he should have been wearing like a light brown. It was a little too modern looking. It looked like it should have been a gray or a brown. That was more his style. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel like costuming. It just didn't feel mm-hmm. feeny to me. Like if he had like a tweed vest on and, yeah. and like wool pants. Or just like something like a warm gray. Mm. That just is more the palette that I could see Feeney in even at a wedding yeah. that he's officiating. I'm I a, agree. I'm going to skip over the vows because I feel like we basically talked about yeah, them yeah, without quoting them. About them. Uh, I like the thing of Ava says, this reminds me of our wedding. And August says, it's their <laughs> time now. We lived our lives. You want to know the really funny thing about this? I forgot that, that she was actually referencing an episode. I forgot that they actually got married. I blocked that out. <laughs> I totally I was like, oh, that's funny that they're referencing as though they're married. And I was like, oh. That they are technically, they had this happen. Not technically. <laughs> you need to learn the use of the word technically. A quick, a quick side note before I, because I mentioned before about the palettes. I yeah. think that the palette of the rooftop scene was really nice. Yeah. yeah. With, the, with the muted greens and the, and the muted browns and, and tans and whites. And... Yeah, it was a very interesting choice. It was very like el- elven woodsy. Yeah, it was very um, um, Rivendell. Yes, exactly. And with the music and everything. Mm. Uh, I was kind of wondering if, like, Rowan how to say, <laughs> or something. It seemed kind of Rowan. I looked it up, and Mark Blutman is the writer of this episode. Is that how you pronounce it? I think it is. It is now. Blutman, 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 Blutman. That guy. Blutman. Say it one more time. Blutman. Uh, I'm going to look up... Blutman Onion. Blutman. Uh, I'm going to look Blutman up... Onion. So he has Sorry. written... In season three, he wrote Upstate. In season two, he wrote Secret of Life, Mr. Squirrels Goes to Washington, Girl Meets Farkle, and Girl Meets the New Year. So he, he, has, he has... Ups and downs. Ups and yeah. downs, yeah. So Maya gives her blessing at the end of the, during the middle of the wedding. It's kind of bleh. I mean, if you are if you love it, you love it. Love it. Go ahead. That she immediately goes up to Sean instead of her mom. Yeah. I mean... I really... They have some issues they need to I mean, they out. legitimately are, are repeatedly enforcing that she cares more about Sean than her mother. Yes. And I just think that that's weird. And I don't like it. Or if they're going to steer well, into it, Well, because Katie was never enough, it. and she needed Sean. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's um, what they've s- told us. So now I am a little confused. The, the, the tag of the whole thing, they're talking about Sean needs to adopt Maya officially. <laughs> Isn't he, like, no matter what, her stepdad? Yeah. Yeah, stepdad, but so, not adopted right. father, so he has less rights over her. Okay, alright. And that's what's important. <laughs> well, <laughs> not over her, I mean, like, in regards to her care, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, if anything were ever to happen to Maya... Or if Katie weren't around, there'd be a lot of logistical issues about that. And it's all in name, because honestly, stepdad, on a like, on any kind of documentation, he's not her father. Okay, but, but let's talk about this, because I heard some people talking about, like, okay, so maybe they rushed this, and they had this now, because they knew it was getting cancelled, and they wanted Sean to adopt her by the end of the <laughs> series. And I'm just like, that's just not needed. That's not worth it. I mean, okay, so you have this line here, right, where it says, am I your daughter now? It's how I'd like to think of you, if that's okay. That's the most okay thing that ever happened to me. You could literally have had that interaction in the finale right after he proposed to her. And say, am I going to be your daughter now? Yeah, actually, honestly, I'm kind of... When she when they brought that up, I was kind of annoyed that with setting up the wedding in advance, he mm. didn't get the adoption papers. Yeah. Yeah, like, why would why do we have to build that you up? You know what? You get them at the same place that you go you get that marriage license. I think that... Even if he didn't do it, the fact that he didn't touch it beforehand is interesting because, especially with Turner, yeah. the adoption papers thing was so important. And didn't even and uh, Sean uh, Allen wanted to adopt Sean at one point. Too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's so many times where, like, in Sean's own life, where that was a poignant fact, whether yeah. he was or not going to be adopted. I just think that that would have been a discussion that he definitely would have sat and had with Maya one on one. Yeah, it's just it's just weird that oh, we're going to talk about after the wedding, am I going to be your daughter? And it felt so glossed over, because they're about to leave the room to go to Fiji, and then she says, am I your daughter now? And he looks behind him and says, that's how I'd like to think of you. Yeah. So It I mean, feels I, I, so glossed over. I still thought the acting in the specific lines are good, they're just not good in context. Yeah. You know. Are we going to have an episode where in Fiji, Eric is following them around trying to make them have a great time? <laughs> <gasps> No, because the show's not about them, Keith. Uh-huh. All right, mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. All right, so our first email of the week is from Josh Taylor. His subject line is, Girl meets I do not like the show anymore. <laughs> um, hey, Kigawi, I hope you all are doing well. I thought Girl Meets I Do was pretty awful for the following reasons. One, the intro. I'm so freaking tired of episodes that start with Riley and Maya at the bay window, poorly setting up the conflict for the episode. This one wasn't as terrible as other episodes, but the line, you turn me back into me, was particularly unbearable. I know the bay window is supposed to be their thing, but it's just lazy at some point. In fact, the whole intro could have pretty much been summed up with the line when Corey and Topanga walk in, and Maya says something to the effect of, the wedding is off, I knew it, I mean, hi. That joke was funny, and it explained where Maya's head was at just as well as the rest of the scene did, but Grimmitzrod likes to over-explain. Two, nothing happened in this episode. There was no plot progression in the episode. Maya just went from scene to scene, uh, from one scene to another, saying the same thing different ways, lots and lots and lots of talking, eventually something happened, which I will get to in a minute, and suddenly Maya was better. Great story. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think that talking has to be bad. I don't think, like, people having great conversations 
that actually change people's. I mean, I really do believe that a lot of change comes people from... People change com- people. Yeah, people, I do believe that, that, that change comes from conversation, that you can't have a really good episode that's based around conversation. You can have every episode be completely based around conversations. Mm. This could have been an okay... I mean, especially, the, th- the things did happen. We did have the slumber party thing. We did have the pillow fight, you know, like... But, yeah, I mean, it's you're, it's, a, it's a lot of... And the wedding. The thing, yeah. yeah, things <laughs> happen, but things didn't happen... And the results were not what you expect from yeah. those things. I mean, the the changes in Maya needed a bigger catalyst, yeah. is what it all comes down to. Three, Topanga. All Topanga does on this show is make proclamations of truth. She never has actual dialogue with anyone. She just says whatever the moral of the episode is. Why? This is especially dumb when she was talking to Katie and giving her the quiz or whatever the heck that was going on, since, I didn't, since it didn't actually matter or something. I give up. <laughs> Four, the quote-unquote resolution of the conflict made absolutely no sense. So Maya is worried that Sean only loves her mom right at this moment and that the love won't last. Yet somehow the conflict is resolved when Sean decides to marry Katie right now at this very moment. (laughs) What? How does a quick balcony wedding prove anything? I feel like Maya's concerns in this episode were very justified and perhaps they could have found another way to justify the budget-saving balcony scene. I mean, I love the real scene. Yeah. yeah, I like that they did it. It seemed very them. Yeah. It just did not fix that problem yeah. in question. I think Maya works as a great placeholder for the portion of Girl with audience who watches the show and recognizes that 99% of what of, of it makes absolutely no sense. Maya is constantly dragged around and told she's incorrect, when really she's the only one who makes any sense at all. <laughs> Which is true and not true. She didn't exactly make sense in the whole triangle thing, but whatever. Nothing did. As far as real world... So I think that the Sean and Katie relationship mm. is rushed. I don't necessarily think the engagement is rushed, except for the fact that it's excluding a very important conversation with Maya. However, if that conversation happened then I think it is very real world. Well, that he, he did say, p- I asked for your permission. Yeah, I still think that it needed a bigger conversation yeah. with, most importantly, Maya and Katie. Yeah, I agree with that. And also, because Upstate was an important episode yeah. as far as Sean and Maya, but all, it, it is believable that two people in their 30s, especially when one of them has, just, has been married before, mm. wouldn't want a long engagement. Mm. It would want a small wedding. Yeah. I, Still I, weird his brother wasn't there. I, I want to throw out also... So, everybody's talking about you couldn't uh, draw out this arc as much as you want to because Ryder's not always around. You know what would have been nice? Even if Ryder wasn't around, having an episode about Katie and Maya talking about these issues and he's gone for the weekend or whatever and, and you know, you could still have done that. <laughs> it could have even been a B-plot. Where are they going to live now? Uh, in that tiny-ass apartment? In the bay window. The next... They're going to be rich like Corey and Topanga? They're going to no, live in they're Upstate? All, they're all going to move to Upstate. Girl, miss goodbye. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, I'm going to... Well, read... Remember next episode, uh, Riley does something terrible? Yeah. It has something to do with Maya moving she li- away. She lights their new house on fire so that Maya can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be Just amazing. apologize, Riley. Come on. <laughs> No, honestly, I'm glad I burnt it down. Honestly, they would. That would be their idea of the resolution for that. Uh, okay, the next thing. The next thing Shawnee Shawnee says. Next thing Josh says. Or Shawnee. Josh says is Shawnee. Even if this episode had been great, it probably wouldn't have been able to surmount the problem. That is how Gromit's World has handled Sean Hunter. They took a compelling central character from Gromit's World and morphed him into a side character in Gromit's World, who just does things to further the stories of the new central characters, even if it makes zero sense. 
Oh wait, I'm sorry, I forgot. The writer told us how recklessly spontaneous he is, so I guess everything's good. Never mind. Um, Let's stop and talk about this. So, I mean, it's not really the writer's fault that he's a side character now, as far as... His availability? His availability. Not as a fact in that way, but you can have a a side side character character who's well-developed. Well, see, my, my bigger issue, honestly, is... Okay, so if he's a side character, then give him a side plot. This isn't a side plot. This yeah. is this is giving him the ultimate resolution to his life desire entire thing. And Maya's. And yeah, and if you're going to, because that's the thing, you're gonna say this is a side side plot. This is the A plot. This is the main storyline of three people's lives uh, of, of season one. That was the main story arc. Was is is Sean going to come and marry Katie and solve all of Maya's problems? It continued into season two. It's continuing now. It's the most. It's the most non. It's the longest arc. It's yeah, it's the long. It's longer than the triangle. All right, we were talking about Shawnee. We had an issue, guys. We were talking about Shawnee. Shawnee. Um. Yeah. So this is. I mean. It was the main arc of the show. It was longer than the triangle. It was about him. It was the culmination of everything he was. And again, even if he's a side character, just have him draw draw that plot out in B-plots. Like, like, there's no reason you can't have B-plots about side characters. You know, like how Boyce will have B-plots about Alan, Amy, Frankie, Turner, Feeney. It's so (laughs) counterintuitive because... They have what well, they're treating as a side character in appearance, then they give them a really important thing that affects a lot of people's lives, and then they don't deal with it, so they make it a problem already, and they double down on the problems by not actually showing any of this, mm. and then they expect it to be this huge, amazing thing. Yeah. And that's so confusing, because it's like every step of the way, they make it harder for themselves, because A, they loaded too much onto a side character, yeah. and then B, they didn't even put the effort into it. Yeah. Right, I'm going to move on. The writer should take the lesson of this episode to heart. Maya's worried that Sean's words are just that like H-A-R-T, words. H-A-R-T, heart? <laughs> Maya's worried that Sean's words are just that words. She's worried that he's talking the talk but won't be able to walk the walk. And this has been the central problem of Growing's World since it began. So much telling, so little showing. If it were Maya, If I were Maya, I'd be worried too. But don't worry, it's okay, Maya. See, they set everything up in season one with the master plan. That makes this story work because they told us that they were going to write it two years ago. Too bad they never actually showed it to us. That would have been nice. I feel you, Josh. <laughs> I feel you. Um, I'm going to read Perfectly Arise email. Perfect Ari, I apologize. I just watched Girl Meets I Do. I'm not sure that I'll make it with this email, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in time for the podcast. One, Ryder and Cheryl sold it for me. I believe that they were in love without having to see their relationship blossom. I know that you don't buy it, but I think that there is something to the fact that the show isn't about them and that and that's why we didn't see more of it. We love Sean, but we have to let him go at some point. Imagine if Sean had a wife and maybe even some kids when the show started. The first time we see him, he says he's happier than he's ever been and that his life has never felt this way and, and, and that he's never felt this way about love in his life. Uh, a lot of time has passed, so you could just accept it, right? Or would you have been have had the same reaction? Let's talk about that real quick. Well, um, the problem is now it's tied into Maya and everybody else. Well, I mean... I think I'd have to see that. I Yeah, I can't tell unless I saw. I mean... Yeah, that's true. Do they, do they show... And then is, is he... I mean, I would feel kind of cheated, to be honest. Like, it would... It's not that it's unrealistic, but I would have been like, oh, so his character's solved now in the background... I'm not that happy about like he was the he was honestly 
almost the main character of Boy Meets World. Corey was the fun character who had romance. Corey, like, the Corey Matthews. <laughs> like, honestly, there's a reason they picked Hart for Maya's last name because Sean was the heart of Boy Meets World. Like, and it's hashtag so- truth. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. And and so it's just I don't think I would have been satisfied with that. No. I, I mean, yes, it's realistic, but I don't think I would have been like, oh, yeah, sure, it's realistic that someone who had a relationship and in college, what, uh, however many years later, yeah. found someone and then had kids. Sure. Yeah. Because since Boy Meets World ended, Ryder found someone and had kids. Yes. No. <laughs> It would not have been impossible to do that correctly, though. Yeah. I think that, at its heart, that you might feel cheapened by that. Yeah. But I think that if they had done that and then gone into the backstory a little bit at mm. choice moments, and they just had the charisma that you needed, that could have been good, well, and I, I dare say better than this. And if it was a character that made sense for yeah. Sean to be with. Even if it was a completely new character. Yeah, yeah And exactly. if they showed us why they were together without him saying, I love her over and over again, you just saw interactions, you were yeah. like... Think, think about how I met your mother, right? Yeah. When they finally bring the mother in, and she's had all this build-up, and they could just be like, see, they're in love because we're saying that he, she's the one for him. Mm-hmm. But no, they showed us mm-hmm. why she was the one for him, and I believed it, even with all that build-up. Mm-hmm. And, and even so, with that shit now. <laughs> and so, it's just... I love the mother! <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, let's talk about... I mean, because to, to me, the, the difference is... If you, if you just brought Ryder back for, like, one or two episodes, and you're like, well, I, we want Sean to have had a happy ending, yeah. I would kind of get that more. The problem is, you didn't decide to do that. You decided to show us the end of his arc, and you started building it up. In season, when he came back, he was still our Sean, and you were saying, now you're going to get his final chapter. Yeah. And you know what? There's a big chunk of it missing. So don't give us that promise if you're not going to fulfill it. Part two of her perfectly awry. I think there is something poetic about what Sean said in his vows. All this time, Sean has been looking for his soulmate, for love, for happiness, for him to find it, and his two best friends, to find it, his two best friends had to get married, they had to have a daughter, that daughter had to have a best friend, this best friend. I'm not sure if you believe in fate, but there is something supremely romantic and kismet about that, no? And we talked about this. It said, yeah, that sounds great, but... Does it make sense in this context? It is poetic and it is nice, but in this context with Katie in this episode, missing the story that we're missing, does it get it to where we need to be? Well, it does sound very How I Met Your Mother again. Yeah. That all this had to happen for it to culminate into this, but like, what is this? Yeah. Ugh. I, I just really don't. It just doesn't work. I mean, I, I feel like I understand why people like this, that that is romantic, that on paper that's romantic, that the actors act romantic-y and they did a pretty solid job. But where's that, the romantic story? That, that, it's a, that it is a, a nice, feel-good thing and thank God our character we loved is finally happy and we're happy to see him happy. Yeah. But I don't... I, if you told me what's more important to you, seeing Sean happy or writing Sean a good storyline, I would say writing, writing Sean, Sean a good storyline. Story I, mean, I, have a, I could good... write a fanfic where he got happy. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's a good sh- good show. That's like... what this show is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, another good example of, like, just making me feel that this character fits with this character. We talked about How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And we talked about Dana Pruitt and how in one episode you got that connection. Yeah. And speaking of ruined storylines, think about the first episode of Victoria and How mm. I Met Your Mother from season one. Yeah. Think about the connection there in one episode with yeah. Ted and Victoria. Yeah. 
And think yeah. about how all the time they had to do something like that yeah. here with Sean and Katie. Yeah. Or Sean and anybody. Well, because that's the thing is, it's not like they didn't get screen time together. They could have done this. They yeah. could have had their first date earlier. They could have given us, a, like, a really good small thing that was economical. That, like, yes, they're not our main characters. Then write one episode where they have an important interaction. Yeah. Give it to us through Maya's eyes and write it well enough that I buy them. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Tweets. You guys want to read it? Even, sorry, just yeah. one more thing. Even in I don't know how much of it's full. Sure. Even in I don't know how much it's full. <laughs> sorry. Water bottle. It's hot. I want summer to end. Even in Upstate, which is supposed to kind of be this like big, th- this big episode which really brings everything together, Katie's barely in it. Yeah. She's just there to be the yes girl. She's just there to be told that you've never been happier, Sean's never been happier, isn't this great, that everything's perfect. Alright, Twitter. Uh, I just want to quickly say we ran a poll asking people to grade the episode. People don't agree with us, obviously. Uh, a is 68% of people said A, 19% of people said B. Uh, uh, some you what happened? You put a eight percent. Eight percent of people said C. And I have five. an asterisk for C. Where'd you see eight? Be, well, I'm I I'm assuming because the eight is the asterisk. So I'm assuming he had the shift on mm. to when he capitalized the C. Look at this! Look at this nice detective work you got going on. <laughs> Should do some math. And five percent said D. Uh, sure, do the math, people. All right, Caitlin, why don't you read this first tweet? Okay, this first tweet is from at Holly Jane, and she writes in: I think a whole show should be Raya in bed, or I mean, having a slumber party, just the two of them. Holly Jane, I love you. Please keep writing it. Can we say that's tweet of the week? I think that's. My I tweet think that's of the tweet of the week. That's my tweet. <laughs> All right, Keith, read some of these. Keith, at Keith. Oh my god. F-B- Actually, this is the perfect one for Keith. <laughs> Let me do it then. Let me do it then. At F B D E D two F seven three five D nine four C A writes in this week. It's sad that the writers feel that they had to say That's Sean, not the right tweet. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> and through Maya's eyes, their relationship is more than solid. Isn't that enough? No. Uh, first of all... No, it's not. Not, not the- when you don't even prove to me that, that... Not when it doesn't make sense that their relationship is more than solid. Maya doesn't even think it's more than solid. I mean, I, okay, I guess you could argue that he thinks their relationship is more than solid. He just doesn't. He's worried that it won't stay that way. But it just, it's just. Not I, I guess that's not what I got from the episode. Yeah. And back to Becca. <laughs> Add casual Becca writes yes. in this week. That's a different Becca, I believe. Oh, Add back, back to, to this Becca. Add back to a Becca of some sort. <laughs> I might be. I might have been wrong the first time. Maybe the last Becca was this Becca. Who knows. It's sad that the writers feel that they had to say Sean cared more about Katie than Corey. You don't have to care about one person more than another, rather than in a different way. Completely agree with you, Becca. Copyright. At Kaylin underscore... At Kaylin underscore Hudson writes in, you can't put this app out of context, though, because the context is what's supposed to be the foundation for this episode. Exactly. Copyright. At Rara GMW underscore R5 writes in, I graded an A. How was this a tweet? It was a multiple tweet. Okay, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I graded an A. Mega tweet! (laughs) I thought it was a really good episode on its own, but I do agree that we should have seen more of Shady's relationship. It's a really cute relationship, especially in I Do, so I wish you'd seen the middle slash development of it. I understand writers' conflicts, but now I really do understand why we needed to see the development further. Colin Cole's parentheses. That's a smiley face. At GMW Buzz writes in, says, 
I love Boy Meets World and I love Sean. I'm happy he is happy. Did I want to see more? Absolutely. But it didn't take away from the magic of this episode. I'm really happy for you that, that you felt that way. I totally felt the opposite. Also throwing out there that thank you, Rora, for using the appropriate ship name. The correct one. Shady Haunter. Uh, yes. <laughs> you didn't say Haunter, but still, it's right. Yes. What's the other one? What? Oh, Shoddy. Yeah, people Shoddy. are Shoddy. And I've also seen Shanti, and I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, you're just using Sean's entire name. <laughs> Um, I also, okay, so I had a few other things that I wanted to, that I wrote down to make sure I didn't forget to talk about them. One of them is, for the record, I'm glad Angela wasn't in Girl Meets I Do. She originally was. I she originally was? Yeah, she originally was, and they cut her Hold out. everything! Well, so that, that was the whole thing, was she was originally supposed to be here, and then they, she got cut from the episode, and that's when Trina, again, sort of was angry about the show on Twitter. Um, so, I gotta be honest, it would have been insane if she was yeah, in it would, it would have been have an fit. absolutely bad idea. Yeah, the, the episode so, was, the episode so was so very the ex girlfriend has to be in every almost every important episode for this couple. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, That's the how I met your mother approach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. Okay, so I, I mean, I have to, I don't know if I've quite said this before, but I just want to throw in these last two points, which is if Friday's not going to be around for ten episodes now, then why do they put the storyline in now? Even if they film this episode, it doesn't have to happen now. Why didn't they push it to like episode eighteen? I know. I jerks. mean, they they know all about bad production order. Um, I'm also confused why they put this right after Maya became eggy again. Why is that? Because it's all the zigzag. It's the yeah. back and forth garbage. Mm. Remember when you said how they do the back and forth? This is how they do the back and forth. Yeah. This is them fixing Maya, breaking Maya, fixing Maya, yeah. breaking Maya, fixing it's... Maya, breaking Maya. She's Maya. She's Riley. She's Maya. She's Riley. She has hope. She has no hope. She has. No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's and it's all absolutely... for arbitrary reasons. I mean, and honestly, wouldn't this episode more than anything be what would make her Riley? Now she has her perfect life. She has yeah. hope all the time. She has getting better. Great, like she, she, she's she, got the financial stability. Yeah, she has nothing. She has no nothing to worry about anymore. It's all her life was fixed. And Josh, the weird promise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she has everything she wanted. She has her promise of Josh. She has her promise of Sean. Maya uh, doesn't have a rough life anymore. I mean, he still has a trauma. He still has. She's still a teenage yes. girl, yeah. so I mean, I mean he well, still yes, has rough, but, rough, rough upbringing. But, but like you said, she's Riley. Yeah. Like at this point, well, her her circumstances are Riley, is what. Yeah, it is. exactly. Yeah. Yes, she has her history, and yes, she'll have to work through that. That's a yeah. different thing. But honestly, she can very now. The message of us and them mm. is much more intense here because now Maya is their us. Yeah. Well, and also. All of her conflicts, all of her worries, she now has a very tangible example of why they're all wrong. And you know what? Everything works out perfectly in the end. No matter and, what you do about yeah, it. Yeah. And, and life is perfect, sunshine, flowers, happiness. And it's just, that isn't a good, that's not, like, why, I mean, you can end That's the, good for a human being. That's good but to, not a and, character. and it might be okay to end the show that way if she's earned it and if the show has earned it. But now, what? So, what is she going to be the rest of the season? And also, in the context of season three, yeah. I'm having issues with it just having big arcs. Yeah, because they had the beginning of high school. Yeah, and then they had the triangle, and now they have this. Yeah, so there, there's there's too much big arcs in season three, and it's getting really frustrating. And I don't know what their point well, is. is They're trying three, to do too much. Is season three objectively worse than season two now? Um, um, so far for me, I, I would, I would think so. Story-wise, at least. Yeah. I, I would think so, yes. I, I mean, here's the thing, I, 
I don't think, obje- like, on, on its own, having the season be mostly arc episodes is a bad thing. It's a bad thing when the arcs are bad. That's true. Because like, uh, I actually think... Yes. You bad could, and big. I think it could be um, a nice step up in the right, right direction that season three, we're cutting out the filler, we're doing, like, big story arcs that are important, hitting real moments, but when they're not good... Yep. It doesn't... Yeah, it's been three bad arcs. Yeah, and so I can't wait for next episode, which had, seems like a standalone. They had High School 1 and 2, which were bad episodes. Yeah. They've had The Triangle, which is just a bad entire mess. And this thing, the only episodes we really liked, that, that we purely liked and didn't have any issues with this season, are the were, were Jessica and Permanent Record. So, what are we going to break when, in the coming episodes, Maya is just a sedated mush? I don't think that's happening. I, I think you're What wrong. is she now? I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. But honestly, my question going forward yes. is, what is she now? Yeah. What is she going to do? What's her... Well, she was just saying in, uh, what what was it, True Maya, yeah. I don't want this to be my role. What is my yeah. role? What, what is Maya's role? Well, here's the thing. Yes, she's Riley's best friend. That can never go away. That's important. But, like, as far yeah. as being a person... Yeah. I, I want to talk about that... I kind of got spoiled on a significant part of what we've seen so far this season, early well, on John. early on in the season, and just various ways, different hints from people, different things. I kind of put most of it together. Uh, I asked someone straight out that, that knew about the episodes, do they get married, and I do, because I need to know. Because I knew the idea was coming so quickly. And I, I got like, to know. I was like, I hope that it doesn't actually work out. So I knew this was coming. I knew that the, the whole arc about the identity crisis was coming, and that it sounded ridiculous. And, and it was. And, it wa- and so that's the thing is, I was so worried when the season started that I was like, Literally everything I'm hearing about this season is making me worried. And all of the worries were founded. Literally everything I was worried about. Like, I mean, yes. I, Happy birthday. I, like, yes, I enjoyed, I personally did enjoy things about Ski Log 2. But what I was worried about is that the arc wouldn't work and the arc doesn't work. And it's so, I, have, I don't really know what's coming after this. Uh. But you know what else I'm bothered about? None of the episode titles or descriptions coming up sound like they're about Riley and Lucas dating. What was the point of all this if they're not going to show Riley and Lucas dating? What are some of the episodes coming up? Oh, wait, so we have next week is Girl Meets the Real World, which is the renaming of Sassy Haltertop. Aww. That's um, the one that just say sorry. What? Just apologize, that one? Just, say, just apologize. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's next week. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's, she showed too much of her shoulders. <laughs> no, so Everyone's really upset about it. The, the, basic premise, uh, the basic premise is that they're in a debate club, and Riley's task was debating that people are innately evil, or that the world's innately bad, or something like that. So, like, I think that could be interesting. That could be an episode where Riley grows as a person and isn't sunshine and roses all the time. We'll see how it goes. The next episode... So Riley becomes the edgy one. I guess. That, no. That's how, yeah, they flip-flop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, alright. Uh, then we have Bear coming up, which sounds like a weird thing. They're bringing the kid Riley and Maya back multiple times this season. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Out. Bye. Peace, season Bye. three. Bye. Um, <laughs> Keith legitimately just left the house. <laughs> All right, Dan and I have to end the show, this episode, I guess. Dream. Try. Get out. (laughs) Please follow us on Twitter. (laughs) Why should they? 
I don't know, guys. We want to like this episode. We want to like this show. <laughs> I want to like, like this really, show. Like, they're making it so hard for me to like this show. <laughs> Not only that, they're making it so hard to podcast on yeah, this show. I, I really want to like it. It's a show It's supposedly about real life and real life lessons that has tackled some big issues. It's a show with phenomenal actors, with two potentially great leading characters, with Lucas, who's funny, with all these things that they have in their arsenal, made by someone who made a great classic show. What is going on? What is going on? Hear this? This is the garbage can. <laughs> this is where I'm putting Girl Meets World. Right in the garbage. I mean, they... <laughs> Maybe it's we need to end this episode. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing. Maybe it's Disney's fault. Maybe it is. I don't care. It's not. It, like, what are they? I don't, why are they doing this? Honestly, like <sighs> here, the one thing I would like to say is I can talk to mo- like most of my friends my age. Yeah. Did you watch Boy Meets World as a kid? Yes. Do you love it? Of course. Yeah. It was the qu- it was. I, I think the, but if not one of the most quintessential shows yeah. of the 90s. And, and it was one of the ones that was quintessential. Is yeah. that Girl Meets World? Does anyone think well, okay, hold that on. it's going to... I think that they do... Here's, here's my feeling. It's hard not to sound like... I, I don't know how to not sound overly opinionated when I say this. I don't know how to not sound like I'm putting down other people. Your I, hair is I, so curly I'm, right I'm now. really upset about my hair. <laughs> I, I don't know how to not sound like a jerk when I say this, and so I'm sorry, because I don't really be mean to people. But it, to me, it feels like people have been starved so much for anything even remotely like this. That yes, mm-hmm. that, that is an important show to people. That kids love this show. That kids feel like it's a real show that they're teaching them life lessons. And that... And that they, you know, even Boy Meets World fans are just excited to see these characters again. That they care about these things, and that they. And, but I feel like you're accepting. Yeah. I, what I said, I tweeted on Twitter is like, I feel like people might be accepting scraps when oh, they when, the when they deserve a feast. That you deserve mm, Boy you, Meets World. You know, if you talk about you deserve more than this, you de- like you know, Katie deserves more than this. We deserve more than this. Society deserve kids deserve more than this. Yeah. And maybe this is better than than most kids shows are, but they still deserve better than this. I agree with you. And also, with, with my comment on is the, like is this Girl Meets World, as in the quintessential show for this generation, like, like you're saying, maybe it is, that's not good enough, but I want to say that like I thought it could be, yeah. and then the triangle happened. <laughs> I honestly, I thought, you know, okay, season one definitely had its rough points. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. Like, ti- <laughs> like Titanic <laughs> Glacier rough. <laughs> But season two was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, when we see when we saw that 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 uh, premiere week, it was like they're stepping up their game. They realized uh, there were issues, and they're premiere week. Them. Oh my god, I totally forgot yeah. about premiere week. It was so we were happy. Ones. I'm so I'm, happy, I, guys. Wait, guys. Wait, Keith. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, Dan. Hold on. Do you remember Pluto? Pluto was good. Pluto was good. Pluto was good. Pluto was so good. I honestly think <laughs> that the first four episodes of season two are to, are alone better than these ten episodes. Right? I yeah, mean, yeah. and they weren't I even... Mean, Jessica is... Yeah, really Jessica is... Well, I still think Permanent Record's quite good. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Jessica's, like, solid. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, the I mean, thing is, like, Permanent Record is, like, is like a good episode. Yeah, Jessica's... I'm just saying that this show had, maybe has, they've got a lot to work with now, so much potential. We're just ranting now. Yes, <laughs> I was really That's invested. The podcast is. I need to go home. Well, it's no, no, no. So, so hot. I just want to throw him the last, Dan's one last hair's thing. Dan's right. oh, hair is crazy. Dan's hair is crazy. I can't see my hair, but it's probably crazy. <laughs> I'm messing with my hair because I'm so upset. Well, no, it's just that it's so hot. Yeah. It's, it's curlier like, than it usually is. Curly hair yeah. Okay, so okay, guys, guys, 
this is why I need to see it move to freeform because I still think it has potential. Yeah. And I think that it can't possibly meet that potential if it if it's here. Sign and the it, petition. Yeah, sign the petition. We or, should put it on the blog. Yeah, we should. Maybe even if on freeform it won't work, maybe it is MJ. Maybe it is the right who knows. But I need to see <laughs> I need to give them that last shot. I need to see them yeah. They'll take off their shackles, and then then pr- they can prove themselves. Be free. Then, then they don't have Disney to hide behind because yeah. you know maybe maybe accountability. They, yeah, maybe they aren't hiding behind Disney. Maybe Disney is the problem, but we don't know that. Yeah, you know, like it, you know, honestly, no one can say with confidence whether or not that's true. Especially when Michael Jacobs completely, repeatedly says they're not interfering, and maybe he's just being a smart businessman. Yeah, but he doesn't have to say that. He could say. We're doing. They're they're giving us leeway. We're doing our best. You know, like they, yes. it, like there there are certain like he could even be wrong and say there are certain reasonable guidelines that yeah. we need to work with to be on this network, yeah. which we are grateful to be on. Yeah, you know, like say something really yeah. intense like that, but just still admitting. Yeah, dream. We've been over this. Class, Class dismissed. I love people, nothing to do, nothing to prove, and it's you and me, and I love people, and I don't know why, I can't keep my eyes off of you. And in what my heart this clock never seems so alive